Dan O'Donnell. This is The Difference, your weekly look at the intersection of politics and economics, along with Dave Spano, president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Dave, the biggest financial story of the week arguably was Fitch Ratings cutting the U.S. debt by one notch from triple A to double A plus in part because of the federal government's response to the debt crisis a couple of months ago. We are still dealing with inflation. Ultimately, what does this mean? It does cause a lot of concern, and we saw that in the Treasury market. So just to catch folks up, there are several credit rating agencies, and one of them is Fitch. And they came in to the United States government and said, let's talk about what's happening. They talked about a number of things, Dan. Erosion of governance, rising government debt, and as you pointed out, the fact that neither party can get on the same page. And because of that, they downgraded the bond. And with that, the Treasury market reacted immediately. And so that means that interest rates have to go up for the risk-return environment. And that's what we saw. And when interest rates go up, that has a direct effect on many things, including stocks. Last week, the Dow Jones had its worst week of 2023, including the NASDAQ, almost off 3%. So it does have a big effect. And for those who say it doesn't matter, they are wrong. It does indeed matter. It is a huge deal. But ultimately, is this something that has long-lasting impact? Because already we saw the White House, as you might imagine, rush to downplay this. We also saw their enablers. I'm looking at an article right now from NPR, enablers in the media. How much does it really matter? Mm. Is this something that has a long-lasting impact, or is it something that the country just sort of brushes off? There's a number of things that go into that. Number one of them is the Federal Reserve and what they're going to do. So when the debt in this country is $32 trillion approximately, and we have to borrow that, that interest rate that we pay on it as a government and as, as a people mean that it's more expensive. So when the debt was at 2%, when you had $30 trillion, you can do the math on that. That is what we saw. And then you raise that rate, Dan, to 4 and 5%. Now you're talking about a trillion dollars in interest on the debt that we have. There's no doubt that it matters. You talk about what that means around the world. When you raise interest rates, that has an effect on the U.S. dollar. So here's a real story that NPR should cover. When the interest rates go up and the dollar has effect around the world as the world's currency, that means it's much more difficult for third world countries to finance their debt, which is going to put pressure on smaller countries around the world because of this very action. Yeah. This this that's a great uh, explanation of why it is that this matters. It, it certainly seems that all of this is still in response to that out of control inflation that we had and the unprecedented actions by the Fed to try to get it out and, of our system. And not only the Fed, Dan, but as well as fiscally, with just trillions of dollars being thrown around like nickels by the Congress, that is also part of, and it's not just Congress, as you well know, but that is part of the conversation. So it's not only the monetary policy, but the fiscal policy as well. That led to all of this that Fitch looked at us and said, boy, oh boy, this is not behind us. And in fact, as you know, there is a continuing resolution coming down the road that for right now, the Republicans say they're looking at very hard. 
He is Dave Spano. I'm Dan O'Donnell. You're listening to The Difference. It is a weekly podcast where we take a look at the intersection of politics and economics. In order to take a look at how to navigate all of this, you need to head to Annex Wealth. Dot com in order to better secure your financial future. You start with a free wealth metric, a review of your portfolio to know what you own, why you own it, AnnexWealth.com. I think the thing that surprised me over the past week, much more so than the downgrade by Fitch, was workers thinking that they need $1.8 million for retirement. This reported by Bloomberg new survey of a thousand people who have 401k plans. As costs rise, it's getting harder and harder to put money away. And people are now thinking, uh, you know, sort of paradoxically, they're going to need more and more money just to survive when they're not getting uh, predictable income. Yeah, that's right. So Schwab came out with a survey, 1,000 plans, and this was the information that came out of it. $1.8 million is what the individuals in those plans thought they needed. And you think about how people get to that. There's a rule of thumb, and it's a rule of thumb, that says you can have a 4% sustainable withdrawal rate. What does that mean? If you have a million dollars, you can take 4% out, and it will last you 25 years. So 4% of $1 million is is $40,000 a year. Obviously, people are saying, I need more than that. So let's just do for rough rough math here, call it $2 million at 4%. That would be approximately $80,000 a year that has to come out of a portfolio. That's how people backed into that, that sustainable withdrawal rate number. And right now, we're looking and saying inflation costs are up. In my portfolio, there's volatility. I'm not sure where we're going from here, what the Federal Reserve is doing. All of this has effect on how people think about it. There's this theory called the wealth effect. And what that means is when I look at my 401k, when I look at the value of my house, how do I feel? And if they don't feel that they are in a good position, then they stop spending. And if they stop spending, as you know, two-thirds to 70% of this country's GDP comes from consumer spending. If they stop spending, and that's what this report suggested, then we could go into a slowing economy. Do you think that that's going to happen? Because we had, who is it that's no longer predicting recession in the economy? Well, most, J.P. Most Morgan? Econ- yeah, well, most economists, right? I mean, as you talked about, and you and I talked about a year ago, I said, anytime that you see 90% of economists agreeing on something, you better look to the other side of the table. And that's exactly what we talked about. We said, this is not a popular opinion, but maybe when 90% of these guys are saying we're going to have a recession and some even a deep recession, there's a likelihood that people are going to start reacting to that. And th- I'm not telling you right now that the recession has been canceled and maybe it's just been postponed and not canceled. Yeah. We'll have to see, right? Because all of these fed all of these rate hikes do have a lagging effect. And that means we may not see that until 2024, which would be shocking, Dan O'Donnell, if we get into a really slow economy right before election, because that would be the death knell for the yeah. sitting party. It, it absolutely would. Now, there is the possibility that since we're getting into an election year that's completely unprecedented, in which the leading candidate, the candidate who is widely expected to be the Republican nominee, will be facing multiple three and possibly four different criminal trials all concurrently in an election year. How weird, how coincidental. So And by the way that, and by the way, we don't know what's gonna happen on the Democratic side and who's running for no, president there we don't. and and the plates that he has with his family. 
Yeah, President Biden obviously facing serious questions about public corruption from when he was vice president, potentially selling access through his son, Hunter. House Oversight Committee, various whistleblowers are just providing damning, damning evidence that this was quite possibly the biggest foreign bribery scheme in American political history, reaching the very highest levels of the American government. So, You know, you know Dan, I remember when you were playing and talking about that piece when Biden went over and talked about throwing out the uh, prosecutor, Victor Shokin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were throwing he, out the prosecutor. Was, I mean, you played that over and over again. And guess what's now making its rounds yeah. again? That very piece it, that you called out. It's amazing that, and this is why this is because of an FBI document that wasn't classified. But the FBI was just sort of holding that one of their very trusted confidential sources actually told them that, hey, the CEO of Burisma told him that he paid a total of $10 million in bribes, $5 million to Biden, $5 million to Hunter Biden, in order for Joe to put pressure on the Ukrainian government to fire that prosecutor. The fact that we have Biden on tape bragging about doing just that isn't necessarily evidence that this bribe took place, but it sure as heck is a strong indicator. And taken together with all of the other evidence, with all of the money that Burisma was paying to Hunter Biden, all of the LLCs that were set up in various Biden family accounts, and the fact that you had the CEO of Burisma saying, hey, we've got this money funneled through so many different shell corporations, it'll take people a decade before they're able to find it. I mean, all of this suggests that the sitting president potentially faces some legal issues of his own. Yeah, we don't know. It's an open question and also is facing the, the president is facing serious questions about his mental acuity, the, the physical ability to do the job. He's 80 years old. He would be 84 years old, 85 years old at the end of his next term were he to be reelected. I mean, this is unprecedented in itself. And now you can now well, you can see why people are concerned and why yeah. they think they need to save more because all of this uncertainty that is out there and people are looking at their 401k plans and part of this Schwab survey that that you talked about said that 73% of those participants want financial advice. And these aren't people who are running away and trying to do this themselves and perhaps making mistakes. They're saying I need a full-scale fee-only fiduciary to help us through this. So this survey was really enlightening and and, and 1.8 million. I'm sure that certainly got your blood pressure going. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I am what would be considered a high income earner. My wife and I are very blessed uh, to be financially secure, but you take a look at that number. We've got three children, all of whom presumably are going to be going to college. We have got you know, living expenses. And we take a look at the price of everything. I just bought a new car a couple of months ago, and the price for that was far more than it would have been just a couple of years ago. I'm taking a look at the price of everything. And remember, as inflation goes down, prices don't. That is, in fact, happening in China. And that's another concern. We're seeing, I think, the slow motion collapse of the Chinese economy, Dave. Yeah. yeah you know, and, and we're going to see that this week 
uh, there will be a re- an inflation report that comes out of China, and many are suggesting that it's going to be deflationary. In other words, prices are declining, and that is a death spiral uh, for an economy. They really don't want a deflationary environment, so the Chinese are probably going to have to step in and try to help that. Why that matters to us here in the United States is because sometimes, because they're our biggest trading partner, we can import deflation and inflation. And as we talked about, if that happens, Happens, that might slow down the Federal Reserve's action, could slow down what happens. But we believe that interest rates are going to stay higher for longer than most people expect as they try to slow things down because there is embedded parts of the inflation in two very important pieces. One is wage inflation. The second is real estate prices, what's called rental equivalency. Those two pieces have remained higher. So all of this suggests that there will be volatility, not only starting now, but probably through the election of next November. So you know we were throwing darts at the board and it was working out for you the first six months of the year. That may not be the case over the next year. Go through and understand what you own why you own it, and how much you're paying for it, and get a fresh set of eyes on it. This is really important. A fee-only fiduciary, and there is a difference. Those words mean something. And that's what you get at Annex Wealth Management. You get someone who's really looking out for your best interests. They're, they're not getting commissions for selling various you know, funds or anything like that. So the fee-only fiduciary means you pay a fee, they work for you. They work with you, but most importantly, they work for you. That's why uh, we always talk here about getting that review of your portfolio. When there is this much volatility, when all of this is going on at the same time, you've got instability in the world's second largest economy, heck, a lot of instability in the world's largest economy with inflation, (laughs) with interest rates. When you've got instability in the extreme in the American political system, it really is the time to get that checkup so you can, even if you don't necessarily need $1.8 million to retire, you need a number that will allow you to live in comfort after your working days are done. And that's why you need to head to AnnexWealth.com. Again, AnnexWealth.com. For Dave Spano, he is the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Always enjoy talking about the intersection of politics and economics. I'm Dan O'Donnell. You've been listening to The Difference. Annex Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. Opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect those of Annex Wealth Management, its producers, hosts, or guests. The host of this podcast is compensated for his endorsement of Annex Wealth Management. Information presented should not be considered as tax, legal, or investment advice or recommendation or solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Investments involve risks. Neither Annex Wealth Management nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast.